Good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Friday. It is uh, September 9th. Hey, I just got to show off a little bit. My my grandson uh, is a little over eight weeks old. And of course, you can see my son. He's a big uh, South Florida Bulls fan. And so uh, there's James sporting his Bulls outfit uh, for last Saturday's game. So excited that uh, for a little new grandson. So Hey, it's keeping us busy as we continue to move forward. Hey, we've managed to put together two great days in a row. What do we have today? That's the big question. We'll talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a few minutes. But before we do that, don't forget that in the world we live in, there's a lot of things that you and I cannot control. However, you have an opportunity and a duty to control the amount of risk you have in your current portfolio. The problem I see is that people don't know or realize how much risk they really are dealing with when it comes to their portfolio. That's why I developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of and to make sure the amount of risk they have, the amount of risk they need. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design consultation. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. 5.7 Light FM. D H T is there. MD, that means morning, Dave. I'm here too. And I got Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services ready to help us out with the financial report today as to what's going on on Wall Street. Philip, good morning. It's good to hear your voice this morning. Hey, good morning, Dave. It's hard to believe we've actually been able to put together two. Back-to-back -back green days. Isn't that great? How on earth did that happen? We got 193 points up on the Dow yesterday, 26 up on the Standard & Boers, and uh, even the NASDAQ managed to eke out the better part of two-thirds of a percent of a gain, up 70 points, and the futures don't look half bad this morning, which kind of surprises me because I was having trouble finding any good news in the marketplace this morning. I, you know, I started looking through things down the line, and uh, you know, outside of the fact that the NASDAQ is down in bear market territory, gold Goldman Sachs puts out a release saying the end of the bear market isn't in sight. And then I find another tidbit that says even the kids are so nervous they're not having kids. Millennials and Gen Zs are having problems. So that means that uh, Generation X kids, when they start getting close to Social Security, aren't going to have enough kids to support them in retirement. I, I'm starting to develop a bad attitude toward life here. How about you? Yeah, and you know, I'm not going to help you any today, Dave. I'm sorry to say, um, well, you know. I've been digging and digging, and I've got some interesting things to talk about today. Yeah, we got a we got a weatherman to tell us there are clouds on the horizon, and we've got a big cloud on the horizon that just has not popped up into the national news yet. Can you imagine, in the middle of a supply chain crisis that we aren't over yet, can you imagine the railroads going on strike? Huh? You know that is such a deal. I saw this this morning. I thought, oh my goodness, I have not seen this published anywhere. Uh, but there's a deadline coming up next week on September 16th. They're, they're in this, the, the union, the railroad unions are in this, what they call a 30-day cooling off period where they're not allowed to go on strike. But at the end of that 30 days, which expires September 16th, the railroads can go on strike. And, and so <laughs> this article said, you know, that will cost us way more than the ports in California or any of the ports will cost us. 
it will cost our economy $2 billion a day. They said it would take 467,000 467, trucks to do what the railroads do. And it helps to remember, too, that one of the common things they're doing these days is for the sake of transportation efficiency, they're loading truck trailers on railroads and sending them around. So the trucking industry is affected by the railroads, even if we had the truck drivers to be able to substitute for those loads. Well, that's right. And and I'm talking about railroads and think people are probably thinking about supply chain and moving freight from here to there. Yeah. But railroads move people, too. Right. So when, when you're talking about railroads, I based on what I'm reading here, it goes all the way down to, you know, you commuting from outside of New York City to inside New York City. Um, so it could be a, a big, a big deal. And the thought goes through my mind, as close to uh, as close to one foot in the grave as Amtrak always seems to be, a strike for their people may very well be the death knell to Amtrak overall, if that really does come to pass. You know, I, I haven't even read anything about those type of things, but just the, the whole idea that we're already battling supply chain issues. And, and, and of course, you know, they, they're, um, you know, they say they're underpaid and, and, and all those type of things. But, but I'm telling you that they, it's a big deal. And less than half of the, of the railroad unions have uh, bought in to what's proposed. And so, Man, I'm just holding my breath because that would not be good. My uh, initial reaction when you shared that with me before we went on the air is this would be the time for Biden to uh, uh, consider channeling his inner Harry Truman. You might remember Harry Truman nationalized the railroads when they went on strike during the recession of the early 50s. Well, I mean, Joe went to school with Harry. He probably remembers him well, right? Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> While we're making old jokes on Joe Biden in the middle of a financial report. It's uh, not a particularly fun period of news. I mean, the only bit of good news I've got is the government did release household changes in net worth for the second quarter. And the average equity for a homeowner in their home this na- uh, as of this past quarter, the average equity a homeowner in this country has in their home has just set a new record. It's up to $300,000 in a home equity. I'm kind of crossing my fingers that some of the prognosticators about a housing value crash going uh, not going to happen because that's pretty much about the only bit of good news that exists in household finances at the moment. Yeah, you're right. I, I did see one other thing that comes across my ticker that I'm not sure how it affects us, but um, consumer credit came out yesterday <laughs> at, three, at 3 o'clock. Didn't it's, catch that. How was it? It's down substantially. Like last month, it was $39 billion. This month, it's down to $24 billion. Um, still a lot, but way less than what was projected. I'm, I'm looking at the numbers and thinking maybe they missed somebody's credit card run somewhere, but because that's just a significant off from the prior month. And that actually would be would be relatively good news. Remember what the consumers did during the uh, during the pandemic while we were coughing up those stimulus payments. Consumers used a lot of those stimulus payments to pay down their credit card because they were a little concerned about the near-term future and didn't want to get stuck with credit card debt. Maybe consumers are actually making the rational decision these days and paying down their credit cards. That would be great news, wouldn't it? If, if it actually would. Actually if happen. It, yeah, give us some headroom if things really do turn bad. I mean, that more balance available means you can do more and you can survive through a downturn, but it's also just good family financial planning to uh, you know, keep the credit card balances at a minimum. So that, that if there's nothing missing like, oh, we forgot California. 
<laughs> exactly. The that's, been, that's what I'm worried about right there. Uh, the government's been known to do that, so I'm not really being flipped. But, uh, you know, if that's, if that's an accurate figure, it's probably good news. Uh, earnings season pretty well is over, but we've got some household names. Not necessarily household unless you've actually used them, but I closed my, my home refinancing using DocuSign, so I've heard of it, that remote control document signing company. How'd they do last quarter? Yeah, and let's remember, DocuSign is on the forefront, right? They are the household name when it comes to getting those digital signatures right now. So, you know, and in the last quarter, they gave some gloom and doom. This quarter, though, they actually outperformed significantly uh, for this third quarter and given them uh, actually their guidance even for the third quarter was way above expectations. So that's good news for them. They're actually up this morning 15 percent after being up yesterday, 5 percent. So that's two days. We're up 20 percent. So some good news from DocuSign. They, and they really kind of needed that. They were they were trading down towards their lows. Yeah, right. Last quarter, we were getting all kinds of negative housing news and whatnot. That negative news hasn't really stopped, but that kind of tanked donkey sign last quarter. Did they say any particular part of their business that had grown more than they expected? No, they, they really not in the short little blurb I have right here. Um, okay. Yeah, but basically, they felt like they would come in with their, with their uh, full year guidance estimates in line with what they thought. Good to hear. So, what else yeah. we got? All right, so we got a company called Zscaler. Now, you and I never heard of that company, but they're nope. a cloud security company, and uh, they did well. Uh, they earned $0.25 cents a share. They were expected to make only $0.20 cents a share. Revenue beat by about $13 million. So so everybody's on, on board with them. They're kind of like DocuSign today. They're up 15.3% this morning. Um they were up six and a half yesterday, so so they're they're getting a nice uh, a nice little bounce today. The other one I have, I got two other ones for you. Restoration Hardware RH. They That's reported, yeah, they reported. Um, you know, they uh, they originally were down this morning. They've kind of flipped the flipped on that and, and headed back up because they gave some disappointed revenue guidance. Um, and they expected their third revenue to decline. However, it looks to me like they actually ended up doing better than expected because they're they're up one and a quarter percent this morning. Good. That that's consumer based, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Now I got one for you. Not uh -oh. so good. Now this uh -oh. is not a household name. I had to do some research to figure out who they are, but they're a retail operation. It's called Zoomize. And uh, have you ever heard of Zoomize? Honest to God, I can't say I have. Uh, me either. But uh, so I had to do some digging. What do they do? Well, they're research. I mean, they're not. They're an apparel, retail, apparel, footwell, or accessories for the younger crowd, younger men and women, uh, you know, the skateboard guys, those type of, of folks. But they, uh, they, didn't, they did not have a good quarter. Those people are not spending money. Um, they earned 16 cents a share. They were expected to make 47 cents a share and their gross margins were well below expectations. So uh, they're the big loser for the day down 14% this morning. Price of skateboards must've gone up, huh? Hey, and I want to leave you with this because, you know, it would behoove me not to give you a little bit more bad news, right? 
So, oh, lucky us, yeah. Well, everybody's talking about it, and it's kind of this may be bad news is good news type of thing for you and I, because all mm-hmm. the focus is on what clean energy, right? Right. And and what that's forcing us to do, and a lot of us aren't really liking what they're forcing us to do. Well, to do that, to do the wind turbines and to do the solar and to do all those things, they need this thing called copper. And mm-hmm. uh, and they say that copper is. Um, it's still trading relatively low because this hasn't really caught on yet, but they say that copper is one of those limited commodities, right? That there's only so much of it in the ground. And so they, they think that there's not enough in the ground to do what the government's going to force everybody to try to do, which may keep us from having to do it. Isn't that good news? <laughs> I anticipate a campaign, stop hoarding pennies before long. What do you think? <laughs> So, yeah, so, I mean, so it's not really driving the futures up today because copper's been as high as almost $5, and it's still down about three sixty right now. So it's up 1.6% this morning, but still nothing nothing crazy like it has been earlier this year. You're, you're just so dang full of, of, know, of merry man. sunshine this morning, I can't stand it. They're going to shut down the railroads. We're going to run out of copper. Our air conditioners are all going to go to heck because we don't have any copper for them. I think we need a weekend. Don't you agree? Hey, I do. But listen, I got some green ink for you this morning, Dave. How's that? Let's hear it. What's going on? All right, so, early? Hey, for the third day in a row, you got to like the sound of that, right? The Dow is up three quarters of a percent. That's $235. S&P 500 is up over eight tenths of a percent, $34. The NASDAQ 100 up 1.1%. $136. So everything's looking nice on that side of the coin. Flip it over. Like I said, copper is up 1.6% silver. Another thing that's needed for a lot of manufacturing, up uh, almost nine tenths of a percent, over 18. It's at $18.60 an ounce. Gold getting a nice little bump this morning, up almost six tenths of a percent, $1,730 an ounce. And then crude oil. Crude oil is heading back up today, Dave. It's up 2.4%, $85.52 a barrel. Ooh, and that's a big change even from my delayed quotes, so I don't like the trend one little bit. <laughs> Overseas markets, Asian rim markets uniformly up. European markets are also up markedly this morning. Some of that you got to mention because the Bank of England announced they were going to postpone their interest rate increase in observance of the uh, passing of Queen Elizabeth, and that actually helped the markets over in Great Britain. They're up by a percent and a half midway through their day. Keeping tabs of your retirement fund? Well, it's important, but uh, if you start looking at it day by day, it's going to drive you nuts. How do I get a plan to actually have a retirement I can count on, Philip? You know, Dave, that's why I developed the core retirement design, so that I can help folks design the retirement they always dreamed of by making sure that the amount of risk they have in their portfolio matches up with the amount of risk they really need. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730 at 95.3 FM. Already, and we don't have a uh, we don't have a gator cancellation either because they're playing at night on Saturday night. Philip, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you on Monday. All right, man. You have a great day. Be well, my friend. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, everybody. Again, I want to thank you for joining us. I hope that you've had a great week. I know it's been a short week because of Labor Day. 
Have a great weekend. Please join us again on Monday. Until then, so long.